James chapter 2 verses 14 to 26. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things they need for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that kind of faith save him? You're not meant to answer yet. Before you do, James is going to give you some clues to make sure that you get the answer right. His first clue is an illustration. One of your brothers can't afford to feed and clothe himself. So you say to him, Brother, I'm sorry for your trouble. I do hope you get something warm to wear and a good meal. But you don't do anything. What good is that to him? It's absolutely no good at all. Well, Jim says, it's the same with faith. Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. You can talk all you like about faith, but if your faith doesn't show in what you do, it's useless. But somebody might object and say, look, we're all different. We show our faith in different ways. Maybe somebody has really strong faith, but he isn't a very expressive sort of a person and maybe it doesn't show so much. Maybe you're a practical kind of guy. Me, I'm more of a theologian and each to his own. James has that one covered in verse 18. He says, OK, show me your faith without works. And of course, it's impossible. If your faith doesn't make a difference to what you do, how do you know you have any? There is no other way to show it. I mean, faith is believing that what God says is true, but if you don't act as if it is true, how can you say you believe it? God says you must keep his commands, and you say, Yes, Lord, I believe that's true. But if you don't actually keep his commands, 
You're kidding yourself. You don't believe it. If he says love your neighbor as yourself and you don't love your neighbor, you're not taking his word seriously. You do not have faith. James makes another good point in verse 19. You say you believe in God, he says, but sure, even the devil believes in God. Does his faith save him? Don't be ridiculous. Did you know there is not a demon in the universe who's an atheist? They all believe in God and they tremble at the thought of him. Some of the demons are way better theologians than any of us. They've been around for a long time. Some of them even saw Jesus walk the earth and heard his teaching. And they know that every word of it is true. Will that save them? And James asks another question in verse 20. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? You silly person, you fool, he says. Do you want to know that faith without works is dead or would you rather go on deluding yourself? I think the answer to those questions James posed at the outset is clear. But he doesn't want to leave any room for doubt. Take a look at Abraham's faith, he said. Abraham was at a low point in his experience when the Lord brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. That's Genesis 15, verses 5 and 6. A full 30 years later, when Abraham was well over a 100 years old, God commanded him to take his son, his only son, and sacrifice him. And Abraham moved immediately at God's command and set out to do it. Now, that had to be the hardest thing God ever asked anyone to do. How was Abraham able to do that? The writer to the Hebrews tells us, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. Now, do you see the point James is making? Abraham was made righteous because of his faith. His faith showed itself in his actions, and the action James cites as proof of Abraham's faith happened 30 years after he believed the promise that was given to him. 30 years after Abraham first believed it, 30 years after God counted him righteous. Abraham's works didn't earn righteousness for him. Faith did that, but his works proved that his faith was real. James has one more illustration for you to think about. This time he turns to the Old Testament story of Rahab. Abraham was such a giant of faith. Rahab was a more ordinary person, a harlot and a Gentile, a proper sinner like us. Rahab had heard of God and his people and his power. She believed what she heard and she acted on it. She showed kindness to God's people. And she was justified because of her faith which showed itself in that action. The answer to James' question should be more than clear by now. What use is it if someone says he has faith but he has no works Can that kind of faith save him? Of course it can't. That kind of faith is useless. 
For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also, says James. Are you convinced? Salvation is by faith alone. That is beyond doubt and beyond question. But James has gone to great lengths here to prove to us that the kind of faith that saves is faith that shows in action. We live in a day of what somebody has called easy believism. The preacher says, do you believe that Jesus died for you? Yes, I believe, they say. Do you really believe it, he says? Yes, I really believe it, they say. Well, that means you're saved, he says. And there are thousands who are taking that as their ticket to heaven. They might turn up to church, pay in, and live a respectable life on the face of it. But nothing really changes. Not so as you would notice. There is no ongoing response to God's word. They just go on living in any old way they like. Well, James would say, whatever that is, it's not saving faith. You can have all the theology, know the theory, teach the theory, but if you're not living as if the theory is true, you're wasting your time. It only remains for me to ask the challenging and obvious question. Do you take God at his word? Do you act on what he says? All that teaching you have heard, all that knowledge you have acquired, all that theology you consider to be so important. For example, you say you believe that God is a sovereign God in control of everything. Does that stop you worrying and fretting when things seem to be going wrong? If it doesn't, it isn't faith. You say you believe that God is holy, but do you hate sin and run from it? Or do you still make excuses? Do you still think in your heart of hearts that your sin doesn't matter? If you do, whatever you have, it isn't faith. Real faith is believing what God says in his word and living like you do. That's the kind of faith that will save you.